We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I'm your host, Tori Simone, and today... This is a very special podcast because you guys have asked and asked and asked and asked for a video podcast. So I am trying it out right now. I don't know if this will ever make it to like a YouTube channel. I'm going to make a manifest YouTube channel, which I'm so excited about because we can interact in the comments. That's the thing that like I miss the most about anything that has to do with like an audio platform, like podcasting, like you can't, like I can't interact with you guys on the episodes. You know what I mean? Like you have to DM me them. I had the Facebook group, but I don't really plan on bringing that back anytime soon. And like, I've heard of other apps, like there's the Geneva app and stuff like that. But like now that we have a YouTube channel, we will be able to talk about the episodes in the comments, chit chat, get to know each other that way. And you guys also get to see my like improv setup. It's like so honestly, the way that I'm filming this now is how we do our stride at home and it works really well for stride at home. So I was like, I'm just going to try it for the YouTube channel and see how it goes. Um, I hope it looks fine if you guys are watching. If this ever makes it to the YouTube channel, because this is like technically my trial, if this ever makes it to the YouTube channel, awesome. But I'll probably pull some clips for my Instagram, which by the way, I'm literally loving my Instagram lately, meaning I'm just having so much fun like posting stuff on my Instagram. I'm literally just having the best time, like making reels, posting the reels, like it's just a good time and I'm really enjoying it. But anyway... Um, you guys, if we pull these clips, you'll see them eventually, but now you guys can like honestly, truthfully see that I literally just slum it in my apartment and, or maybe bum it is the right word. I don't know, but this is me. And if you guys are watching the video, there's a trash can to my right. That's my bar cart behind me. This is my table. I'm sitting in my comfy chairs and I have a blanket on and I'm wearing sweat. Well, I'm actually wearing leggings. I dressed up a little bit and I did this like whole little makeup look moment, a little sleeked back pony moment as well um, because, well, honestly, I wanted to film it for like makeup. I'm on my MacUp 101 shit these days. I really am. I've been recording my makeup, posting my makeup a little bit, but I've been having fun. Like today I did this like crazy long wing, which maybe to makeup people, it doesn't look crazy long. But for me, I haven't done like a long dramatic wing in so long. So to me, it's like super dramatic and long, 
like I said last week, I'm really into euphoria right now. So I really want to do like euphoria makeup. Like there's this, I forget what episode it is, but Maddie has a wing. I feel like it's their winter formal maybe, or their like winter ball, but Maddie has a wing on and it literally like goes to her temple and I love it. And I want to do that. So I kind of did like a mini version of that today, but it still feels really long for me, but I really like it. I also should totally change the camera so that you guys see this side of my face because this is my good side, not this side. Um, So I did dress up a little bit for you guys today, but don't get used to it because normally I just totally like slum it. I keep saying slum. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, Another reason that I never really was sure if you guys want a video podcast, it's because most of the time it's just me. And I feel like maybe you don't want to watch just me. Totally get it. No offense taken. But lately I've been walking on the treadmill a lot and I like watching a video podcast or as I'm like doing my makeup, like I like a video podcast. So I get it. There is a time and place for it. Totally get it. And if I could be that person, I will. So here I am, here we are trying out a video podcast. It will be on the Manifest with Tori Simone YouTube channel, not like my main YouTube channel. And the Instagram clips and stuff will be on my, like my only Instagram, which is Tori Sterling underscore. But I'm really excited to talk about today's topic. Um, today we're talking about daily non-negotiables, things that I need to do every single day to feel like my day had purpose and intention and was productive and was a day in my book that like I'll look back on in my life and be like that was a good day. Because lately I've been having way too many days where I'm like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to do anything today, so I'm not going to. I'm trying not to beat myself up about it because I see so many people all kind of in the same slump. Is Mercury in retrograde? Let me know. But I just, I feel like it's the weather and it's the cold and it's feel like so many people aren't leaving their houses, apartments, whatever. So I'm trying not to beat myself up about it, but I am at the end of the day. Um, but I've realized in this like weird slump period that I'm, that there are certain things in my day that make every day successful in my book. And that's like what this episode is about. They're like my daily non-negotiables that can be done at any time of the day. And I encourage you guys to figure out your non-negotiables as well. We'll get into that. But first, you guys know I have to do some life updates, catch you guys up, a couple things to chit-chat about. Number one, do I have an accent? And this is a genuine question because I was editing a video that I posted this morning. If you guys are watching this, go watch my last video. It was a POV. We're getting ready together. And it was like a very chat to get ready with me. It was so fun because I posted like, I just got so much new makeup from Sephora, which it's so fun to like splurge and like go off. Like I went off on Sephora. Like I was like, I'm buying whatever I want. Oh my God. It was so fun. So anyway, I bought a bunch of stuff from Sephora. I got like the new NARS foundation. I got the new Kosas concealer. I got the news on Anastasia cream bronzer. Like I got the lip, uh, the lip oil from Dior. I got the blush from Dior. I got so much stuff. So I was like, I'm like going ham. Anyway, I filmed a video about that, was editing the video today, posted the video today. So go watch that video. Go show it love. It was so fun. I did all that. Also, sorry, I'm like, like, like what's that sniffling? I guess. Sorry. I would normally cut it out, but because I have this whole video component, I feel like I need to leave it in. I don't know. Um, anyway, I was editing that video today and I realized that I just cut a lot of my words short. Like when I say eyelash curler, I say eyelash curler, eyelash, eyelash, eyelash. I say eyelash, like almost like a Southern thing to it. Oh my God, this is like the negatives of having a video component. My nose is like slightly running. So here I am trying to like fix it and it's on video now. Ah, whatever. Anyway, um, so I say eyelash curler when I mean to say eyelash. Like I just cut a lot of words short. And 
there is one word in the BetterHelp ad for like the sponsor of this podcast, BetterHelp, that I cannot say, and it's the word professional. Professional. I can say it now, but in the moment, I can't say it. Like I, I, I like breeze through it. It's like professional. And I can't, I don't know, I can't say it. So I kind of feel like I have an accent because I feel like I cut a lot of words short when I don't mean to. There's a woman in the window over there and I'm like staring at her. Sorry, girly, in my apartment complex. But anyway, because I feel like she's staring at me, whatever. Um, I feel like I cut a lot of my words short and I feel like I have an accent. Um, so let me know if I do. I mean, obviously, if you're like British, Australian, blah, 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 listening to this, like, duh, I have an American accent, which what is the American accent? I feel like the American accent is no accent. And I feel like the British accent is so pretty. And the Australian accent is so lovely. And like, I just love those accents. But like, what is the American accent? You know, and there's so many different ones. I'm from the suburbs of Philly. So like, I don't have the whole water. I don't like my dad says berries, like strawberry, like I say strawberry. I don't, yeah, I don't do the whole like Philly accent thing, but I just realized that like, I don't talk very well. I don't speak very well. And I noticed that today and I was like, oh my God, this is so annoying to watch and listen to. So you guys got to let me know, like, do I have an accent? Because no one's ever told me that I did, but I just feel like I don't speak well because I just cut a lot of words short and I just need to enunciate better. So anyway, okay. I want to make a statement about something really quickly. I talk a lot about the housewives and I know we're all probably tired of it, but honestly, at this point, I feel like it's a big part of my brand. Like I am obsessed with the housewives right now. I love Bravo TV, the whole nine. It's like my thing. Whatever I say about a Bravo housewife, we have to take it week by week because the way the editing is in the show, my favorite switches every single week. Like a couple weeks ago, I was saying that I'm watching Real Housewives of Orange County, the current season, and I am bored to tears and I stand by that. I am so bored of this season. These girls are clearly not friends. They do not know each other. It is so boring to watch. When you compare it to Beverly Hills, they are all friends. Well, at least like Erica, Kyle, Dorit, and Rinna, like they're all friends for sure. Um... And like they got each other's backs. Like these Orange County girls, they don't have anyone's back. And they clearly don't know anyone. And it is literally so hard to watch because you can tell just how like not scripted, but it's just so forced. It's so forced. So whatever I say about the housewives, we need to take it week by week because my opinions change on these girls every single week. Like Mary, for example, in a vlog a couple weeks ago, I said she wasn't that crazy. I go back on that. She's crazy. Like that girl is crazy from Salt Lake. I said I didn't like why is Meredith Marks in so much drama? I still stand by that. I love Meredith, Meredith Marks. But this whole like faking the memorial thing, I think is they're really reaching when they have so much more to focus on, like literally focus on Mary. Like she is like crazy here. Um, yeah, like my opinions change all the time. But anyway, I'm watching, um, I think season 11 right now of Orange County. So it's like an older season. I was filmed in 2016. So much better. So much better. Like these girls are actually friends and I just, I really like it that season. Um, so yeah, whatever I say about housewives, we need to take it a week at a time because these, my perspectives and my opinions of these girls change every single week. But I will tell you what's constant. I don't think Erica knew anything after finishing the last season of um, Beverly Hills. I don't think Erica actually knew anything. It was a very sad marriage to look into when she started to like open up about it. I felt very bad for her because it did almost feel like she was like kind of trapped. And I know a lot of people are like, oh yeah, but she's rich. But like imagine how lonely and isolating that life must be to where you're married to like the one of the most powerful people in LA, like maybe even the country, who knows? And to have so much money to feel very just like out of control, very stuck, just must be a very isolating thing to feel. And I imagine most of us will never feel that. So it's kind of hard to relate to her. Totally get that. But I don't know. It must be very isolating. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy to EMF management and circadian friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. I try and I try and give sympathy about that sort of stuff, but um, but obviously, like what happened with Tom Girardi, there is no sympathy for that. But I don't think Erica knew about it. I th- like I watched the Hustler and the Housewife. That was a very good documentary. Um, yeah, the crazy, like horrible, horrible, and crazy. But anyway, my opinions change all the time on the Housewives, and whatever I say about Housewives, let's not take it too seriously because 
who knows what the editors are going to throw at us and what they're going to make us want to think. You know what I mean? Like even in one episode, like you can see an unhinged Lisa Barlow and be like, oh my God, I love her. And then five seconds later, I'd be like, oh my God, I hate her. But I do love Lisa Barlow. Even the whole like caterer scandal when they tried to like do that whole thing. Like, I don't know. I still, I really like Lisa Barlow. She's like my girl, baby gorgeous. I just really like her. Anyway, housewives, I talk about it all the time. Okay. Another thing I want to tell you guys about is that I am reading reminders of him. I don't know why I keep giving Colleen Hoover a try. I said in so many episodes that like, I just don't really love Colleen Hoover. Still kind of stand by that. However, 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 I am going to give it another try. I started it last night and so far I really like it. So I will keep you guys updated on that. I've definitely fallen off my reading bandwagon. Don't know how. I was literally on it for like two, three weeks and then done. So I'm trying to get back on it. Honestly, I think it's just because I've been in a slump and I was trying to get through the paper palace. And to be honest, it is just flipping back and forth way too much. It is completely losing my attention. Like I feel like we get one step forward and five steps back. Anytime the plot even remotely develops, we're just shot back in time. And I'm like, God, I am so frustrated. I'm so frustrated with the book. So I think that's why I really fell off the reading bandwagon. Um, But I really want to get through it because I like it, but I'm just incredibly frustrated with the whole back and forth. And I normally never am. I tend to enjoy that format. I don't ever mind it. But right now I am so incredibly frustrated. I also opened up my window right before I started recording this podcast and I am just really quick going to close it because I feel like the entire apartment complex can hear me podcasting right now. And we are back. So yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I've fallen off, but I'm trying to read reminders of him right now. Um, But drop any book recs in comments on either Instagram or the YouTube channel. Um, like on this episode's video about book recs that you guys like. I do have a Goodreads. I wouldn't even like, I mean, I think it's just Tori Simone, but no reason to follow me on it because I don't ever really post. I really just use that as like a place to keep like a want to read sort of moment for me. So I'm going to talk about reminders of him, hopefully when I'm done reading that. Um, Okay. Let's kind of get on into today's topic. And I'm very excited to talk about today. Um, So you guys will see on the video portion that I have like my laptop in front of me because I look at little notes all the time. So please excuse me. I'm like exposing myself. So how this works is I will explain. So how this normally works is I have an idea like my whole notes app on my laptop phone is literally just like podcast ideas. Like I'll have an idea, write it down, rant about it for about like two minutes in my notes app and then move on from it. And then I'll revisit it, kind of feel that fire again and then go right go right into it, record an episode. That's how they typically are made. So this was sparked over the last week because today is Friday when I'm recording this and I normally record on Thursdays. But this whole week I was honestly just in a big slump. And it didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to talk about because I just didn't feel like I had a spark in me to talk about. I didn't feel like I had anything of value to talk about. So I was planning on weeks like this, because this inevitably happens. I'm human. On weeks like this, I tend to do like Q and A's, girl talks. Um, I'll have a guest on. And I have a couple podcasts that I haven't put out yet that have guests that I just haven't put up um, for like rainy days, days that I maybe don't have time to record, or I just am not feeling very like motivated, inspired, whatever. But last night I'm watching a movie and I'm I'm like watching a movie. I'm on my laptop, like going through my emails, and I was sent an article from a friend about Lululemon. And Lululemon, let me actually pull up the title of this article so that I don't mess it up. And I'm also going to link it down below in the show notes and on like my YouTube channel and stuff like that. Um, It's from businesswire.com and it says Lululemon releases second annual global well-being report. Mental health rises in importance as a driver of being well, while lack of a support network and stress emerge as the top two barriers. Better coping strategies, social media mindfulness, a return to the workplace, and community lift well-being. So essentially, I guess Lululemon funded a study. I'm not exactly sure. I didn't really look into it like too much, like whatever. I think Lululemon funded a study about the well-being, and it seemed that this 
article specifically was comparing Gen Z to pretty much like the rest of the population. They would say like Gen Z and parents. Um, But to me, it just really sounded like they focused on Gen Z versus like everyone else, which I kind of get. So anyway, what this article talked about was essentially just like it was a well-being report, which I didn't even know this were a thing. It was a very interesting read. And I really enjoyed reading it. Well, once I read this, it kind of just sparked this whole idea that I have been thinking about, that I've been festering in my mind, but has never really come to fruition. It's never really become like words out of my mouth. So it just sort of stayed in my mind and I've just been thinking about it. Um, And honestly, this all started because with like working from home and I've always worked from home, like pre-pandemic, I worked from home and obviously during pandemic and post-pandemic quotes on post-pandemic. I still feel like we're very much still in the thick of it. But um, post-pandemic, I've always worked from home. And I found in the during and post quotes pandemic days, it has been significantly harder to structure my days. And I don't know if that's me just idolizing like this past version of myself where I worked from home before the pandemic and you know, I felt like I was doing a lot more. I'm lucky that I have vlogs to kind of like look back on. But again, vlogs don't always tell the whole story. Like they tend to be a highlight reel. Even if we post like bad days, like we post our best moments of the bad days. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, I don't know if it's me just like remembering this false past. However, I do feel like I've been struggling a little bit more during and now um, pandemic days when it comes to structuring my days because I feel like there's still so much uncertainty. Like some people are returning to the workplace, but not all. Some people are traveling, but not all. Some people can do this, but not everything. Like it's, we're very, especially, I feel like it's region-based where I'm in Pennsylvania. It feels like it's like one foot in, one foot out. Like I don't really know where everything stands. And I feel like that's kind of been making life just feel a little weird, to be honest. Like we're in, but we're not, but we're out, but we're in. It's it's just like a weird kind of thing that's been going on. So people seem to have more flexible days now more than ever. And no, no matter how much I try and try and try to create the perfect morning routine, the perfect night routine, the perfect daily work schedule, the perfect this, the perfect that, I feel as though I'm such a type A person in terms of like structuring my days, not with everything, but when it comes to structuring my day, I'm definitely type A. Like I want to wake up at the same time every day and God forbid I don't, like my world ends. Like I feel very like out of whack when that stuff happens. But me putting on so much pressure onto myself inevitably will just lead to failure, right? Like I can't sustain that forever. So when I try and create perfect days, perfect routines and it fails, I feel like I failed. But the beauty of my job and the beauty of being self-employed and having studios and a podcast and YouTube and Instagram and all that sort of stuff is that I get to make my day and I get to be very flexible with my day, with my hours, who I see, what I do, all that sort of stuff. And a lot of people don't have that luxury and I'm very fortunate that I do have it. But I also feel like I always look at the glass half empty and I'm like, well, I don't have structure in my day. I don't know how to structure my day, did it all sort of stuff. When I should be looking at it half full, like how grateful am I that I have this flexible schedule in front of me, you know? All the all these thoughts have been kind of festering in my mind the last couple of days, especially this week because I didn't have a lot to do. I didn't have a lot to do this week with like work, with Stride, with podcasts, with YouTube. Like it's kind of just been like a floating by week, and I love weeks like this. I feel like we all need like cruise control weeks. This was a very much cruise control week, and it felt good. I kind of woke up like at eight a.m. and I just sort of did whatever I wanted each day, and it was great. However, by the end of every day, I'm like, oh, I should have done more. I could do this. I could do that. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that one of the beauties of my job is that I get to be very flexible with my day. But having a flexible day leads me to the question of how the F do I structure my day? And like I said before, following perfect routines don't always work for me, even though I love routines and they literally light me up inside. I don't always follow them to a T. And that is sort of where this non-negotiable I listed out seven things that I like to do every single day that no matter when I do them, what time of day, what order, morning, night, middle of the day, whatever, if I hit every single one of these things every day, I will feel like I had a successful, productive, passionate life, not life, day. Like I had a very, you know, I will look back on this day and be like, that was a really good day. And I'm here's how the two are like tie together, the non-negotiables and the Lululemon article. 
they kind of said the same thing. What I wrote down and then once I read the article, it kind of just validated what I was thinking. Um, and I'll get into all of that in, in a second. But in conjunction with this thinking, Lululemon released their second wellness study that I found incredibly interesting. And like I said, it focused very heavily on Gen Z compared to like how the rest of the world feels like. And there were four main messages and four main takeaways that I incorporated into the dialogue of today's episode. I will, again, link the article down below. Highly encourage you guys to go read it. But the four main things, number one is that the, and remember, this is about well-being essentially for Gen Z. The well-being report said that the well-being directly linked to a return to activities. I should also preface this by saying that the well-being is significantly higher than it was last year. So like people, like people's mental health, they're getting better. People's overall well-being is getting a lot better, which is really, really positive to read. And obviously like it feels really nice to hear that sort of stuff, you know? Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Anyway, well-being has been directly linked to a return to activities. And I totally agree with this. Essentially, this wasn't explained too in-depth, but to me, I interpreted this as like returning to activities that you enjoy pre-pandemic, such as going out to restaurants, going to the movies, going ice skating, going roller skating, going rock climbing, going on walks, hanging out with friends, um, meeting up with people in parks, like just doing things that you would do pre-pandemic that we wouldn't even blink an eye about. But since like the pandemic, like, you know, you, you can't always go do those sorts of stuff anymore. So being able to return to activities has significantly increased people's well-being, which I found very interesting and validating because I felt that way as well. When I started going out to dinner um, and just kind of doing like my normal things again, I, I just felt so much better. So I totally understand that. The second is belonging to a community. And this was really amazing to read because I feel like there has been so much. And it's so funny because I'm in the fitness industry and I own fitness studios. And I have totally seen a huge shift in in-person workouts to studio workouts. Last night, I was like honestly scrolling on the MindBody app for about an hour just looking at studios around me, what they're offering. And every single studio is offering an in-studio option and an online option. And I just feel like the entire direction of the fitness community has changed so much to digital that hearing that people's well-being are increasing because they feel like they are once again belonging to a community is really, really amazing to hear, especially as a studio owner, to be honest. Um, so I feel like the way that I interpreted this was belonging to a community can mean so many things. It could mean going to your local studio and hanging out and working out with people, clubs, sororities, a workspace, going to like a common workspace, working at a coffee shop, um, sports teams, coworkers, hobbies with others, like having a community to belong to, I feel like is so, so important. And there actually is an entire episode that I want to do about anxiety from working out that I feel like the pandemic has kind of created because so many people have either taken a break from working out or fell off their grind. And it is intimidating to come back into a, a space of working out. And like, trust me, I totally get it. And like I said, I own a studio. So like, I understand it. And I hear it all the time. People are insecure about coming into, you know, a new space and working out for the first time. It can be definitely scary. And trust me, I totally get it. Like I'm around a place where there's tons of studios around me and 
I get it. Like there is definitely a fear of like going somewhere alone for the first time or whatever. So I want to do an entire episode all about like workout anxiety and kind of like how to work around it because there are definitely ways to ease back into it, especially if you've taken time off or just feel like you're not where you once were. Like I totally get it. I really, really do. So anyway, um, what Lululemon was saying in this report was that belonging to a community, whether that means workouts for me, that it's like a workout community. Cause I feel like that's like the biggest community that I've ever been a part of was a workout community. Returning to a community of some sort has a huge positive impact on people's well-beings. Um, the third thing was that this report said was less than one hour of social media per day contributed to an amazing well-being. I could not agree with this more. This week specifically, like I said, I've kind of had a more chillaxed week. And because of that, I've been on social media a lot more this week. And I feel it. Like the more that I'm on social media, I immediately feel, I just feel the toll of it. Like whether I feel worse about myself or whether I just feel uninspired, motivated, lazy, exhausted, like whatever it might, whatever it might be. I can always directly link it to the amount of time that I'm on my phone. Like today, it's almost 2 p.m. I've had such a great day today. I woke up, I took a shower, I did laundry, I edited my video, I uploaded my video, I did post it to Instagram, but I've only been on Instagram for about 30 minutes today total. And now I'm doing my podcast. Like I've had such a great day today. And it's because I didn't start my day like on my phone or honest to God, even watching a YouTube video or going on Instagram. Like, and if I had TikTok, like scrolling on TikTok mindlessly, I really do feel so much happier and overall better when I am spending less time on social media specifically. And it's interesting that this was in the Lululemon wellbeing report because I totally agree with this. Less than one hour of social media per day. And the last thing is return to workspace. This is interesting even for work from homers because I remember even when I worked from home, I would meet up with friends all the time, whether they would like come over and we would do work together or we would just have like a collaborating session where we would just bounce ideas off one another. Maybe I'd go to a coffee shop alone, um, Barnes and Noble, Whole Foods. Like I would just constantly get out of my house to work. And I haven't really done that since the pandemic. And I feel the toll of that. So it's very interesting and validating to hear that a return to a workspace is overall positive for the well-being of people according to this report. Now, I did want to touch on this report because like I said, these four points that I pulled from it really validated my daily non-negotiables of why I feel so much better when I do these things. And it's it's funny that they're like very directly linked. Um, anyway, like I said, I'll link the article down below. Highly recommend reading it. I really enjoyed it. And it just feels nice to know that we're all on the right trajectory of life and like we're on the uptick and it just feels good. You know what I mean? But anyway, so having that article in mind and knowing that even though every single day I can't stick to the perfect routine, the perfect morning routine, the perfect daily structure, the perfect night routine, I can't be perfect every day. But what I can do every day is I can control the variables in my day that make me feel my best, that make me feel like I've had a successful day, that I've had a productive day, that I've had a day filled with passion and intention. And every move has intention behind it. And these are my non-negotiables that no matter what time of day or what order these are done in, these non-negotiables are staples to a productive, intention-filled, and passionate day with purpose. And I encourage you guys to think of the things in your life that are non-negotiables that make you feel your best every single day. Um, There's a quote in the Passion Planner that I love. Let me actually find it. It's in one of the first couple pages. Um, that's not it. Where is this quote? I think this is it. Document the moments you feel most in love with yourself, what you're wearing, who you're around, what you're doing, recreate and repeat. I love that because it's true. Like you do need to identify the things in your best days that make your best days, your best days. And look on the flip side, identify the things in your worst days that make your worst days, your worst days and eliminate what is awful and repeat what is great. And whenever I have great days, like I'm having a great day today, I'm going to make sure that I repeat the little things that I'm doing that make me feel like I'm having a really, really great day. So 
These are my seven non-negotiables that I've come up with. And I encourage you guys to figure out your seven non-negotiables as well. And just make sure that no matter the time of day, no matter the order, these are incorporated into your day. Here are my seven. And it doesn't have to be seven. It just ended up being seven. Number one is workout. Look, I get it. And like I said, I want to do a whole episode about workout anxiety because I get it. I do. I really do. And I know you might think like, no, you don't, but I do. I really do. I totally get it. I haven't been to an actual gym in months because I feel like I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like I get it. I feel really comfortable in spin. And obviously I feel very comfortable in my studios, but I, I get it. So anyway, working out is a big one. The days that are my best always have a workout in them, whether it's a spin class or a walk or Pilates, or I do go to the gym or yoga or whatever it is, like a run. I I haven't been running because it's been way too cold, so I can't wait to get back into running. But whenever I have a great day, it's always because there's a workout in that day as well. Working out just obviously releases endorphins and endorphins make you feel good and happy people don't kill people, you know, like whatever, legally blonde. But Whenever I work out, my mood instantly gets better. I just feel so much more like myself, very clear-headed. I also feel very inspired, very creative, and very motivated when I work out. And a workout, I've learned, doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be something that I sweat from even. It's just movement. And you could replace the word workout with movement, but any sort of movement, any sort of workout, my best days come from those days that I do work out. So for me, a non-negotiable every single day, no matter what time of day is to work out. Because I always try and do like, you know, my perfect morning routine has a workout in it, but then there's some mornings where I need to start work right away, or I feel really creative and inspired first thing in the morning. So I want to get to work right away and start doing that sort of stuff. And then I don't work out. And then I think, oh, well, I just won't work out today because I didn't do it in the morning. But that's what I mean. Like no matter what time of day, I can still hit these things because I'm so grateful that I have a flexible schedule and that I work from home and that I work for myself that I can, you know, incorporate this whatever time of day that works for me, whether it's 8 p.m. or 2 p.m. or 8 a.m., you know, whatever works. So working out. The second thing for me is one creative activity a day. This has been kind of new for me and it's been something that I really love. I feel like growing up, I never identified as someone that was a creative. I always sort of saw myself more as someone that liked makeup and then I liked spin and then I liked having a business. So I saw myself as like an artist and then an entrepreneur and blah, 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 sort of stuff, YouTube or whatever. But I really found that I think I'm a creative at heart. I really like creativity and I like it in all aspects of my life. I like doing makeup because I think it's fun and creative. I like making these little reels on Instagram because I get to edit and be creative on my laptop. I love designing studios and I love like the whole structure of studios and I love everything that I've done for Stride because I get to be creative. I love being a spin instructor because I get to create new spin playlists. Like the common word and variable in all of these things in my life that I feel like I'm multifaceted in is the word create. So I feel like really at the core of who I am, I am a creative and I love allowing my creativity to shine at least once a day, every single day. So whether that's doing my makeup or making like an Instagram video, as stupid as it sounds, I think they're so fun to make. Like I'm having such a good time making them like Instagram videos or even like just filming a vlog or making a planner page, making a spin playlist, just something creative. Even if it's just editing the stride at home videos, like I love to do it. I just get to be very creative and I get to have fun. And um, it just lets me like play around with my day and I love doing it. So I love being creative and, you know, whatever this looks like every day is going to be a little bit different. But as long as I get to be creative once a day, it was a good day in my book. The third thing for me is self-care. Lately, this has really been showing itself in the form of skincare. I've been super into skincare, but I go in phases where I'm like heavy into skincare and then I'm like, ugh, literally can't be bothered. Right now, I'm very heavy into skincare, so my form of self-care is showing itself in skincare. But other days, it could be like a longer shower, like doing that shower, you know what I mean? It could be like a longer shower, maybe lighting a candle, maybe writing a journal. Maybe it is going for a walk or maybe it's going to the mall and shopping or maybe it's just watching a movie on the couch. Like maybe that's my form of self-care, but my best days always have some form of self-care in it. And what that looks like every day is going to vary, but it always has some form of self-care in it. 
Number four is a home-cooked meal. I find on days that I am running around, don't make breakfast, don't make lunch, don't make dinner, I just feel like I totally forgot to nourish myself that day. And I forgot to, I just didn't show myself that love. Cooking for yourself, I've learned, really is such an amazing form of self-care. It's such an amazing act of love towards yourself because you get to dedicate time out of your day to actually make a meal, whether it's literally just making scrambled eggs and putting it on a piece of toast. It tastes better than if you were to go and get it somewhere else. A home-cooked meal is something that I really, really enjoy. And when I make a dinner for myself, not only do I feel proud, but I feel accomplished. And I feel like it's such a great form of self-care and love towards myself. So my best days always have me cooking at least one of my meals. Emphasis on lunch and dinner, but I will also accept breakfast if lunch and dinner were kind of crazy. The fourth thing, no, one, two, three, four, five. The fifth thing that makes my days feel productive, intention-filled, and passionate are when I have completed my to-do list. Now, this might be a little controversial. However, for me, it is something that allows me to completely disconnect from work. When I have a realistic, emphasis on realistic, when I have a realistic to-do list that I can accomplish every single one of those on my list that day and I check all of them off, I am totally able to close my laptop, turn over my phone and be like, you know what? I'm done for the day. I did absolutely everything I wanted to. I did everything I could have and I'm in a really good spot for tomorrow and I will let whatever happens, I'll deal with it tomorrow because I did everything I could today and I'm, I'm done for the day and I'm happy where I am done for the day. If I have an unfinished to-do list, it's either because I ran out of time or because I didn't feel like it that day or because I put too much on my plate for that day. And having those three variables meant that I had a unrealistic and not successful to-do list, but having those unfinished boxes like that I didn't check off will kind of leave me with this lingering feeling throughout the night of you could be doing more, you could have done more. So my best days are always the days that I have a completed to-do list. And whether it's one thing on my to-do list or 10 things on my to-do list, I make sure that they're realistic and I make sure that I get them all done so that if I want to go out to get like, you know, margaritas and tacos with friends, I can go and I don't have to think about work. I know that I did everything I could that day and I had a great day while I did it. You know what I mean? I, it, it allows me to truly unplug and truly disconnect. And I've noticed that on days that I don't finish my to-do list, I struggle. On days that I do finish my to-do list, I don't struggle at all. So my best days come from a completed work to-do list. The sixth thing, leave the house for one productive activity a day. And then I wrote in parentheses, returning to workplace could be an example. Um, This could mean like honestly just getting out of the house once. Today, it's like 55 degrees. I haven't left the house yet. Like I said, it's like 2 p.m. on a Friday. So as soon as I'm done this, I'm going to go sit in my courtyard outside and just enjoy the weather. Um, I want to go for a walk later today and just enjoy it. But on days that like it's colder and you don't want to leave the apartment, trust me, I totally get that because I'm like that too. Simply going to Starbucks will change your day. Just getting out of your house one time a day will change your day. And on the days that I feel my best, that I've had great days I look back on, it's because I've always left the house. It's never because I've been a hermit and I stayed in my house all day. It's always because I've left. So I'm making it a mission to leave my house at least once a day even if it's just for five minutes, even if I'm literally just driving around to listen to a song and then coming back, it makes me feel better. So leaving the house for one productive activity a day and productive is relative. It can mean something different for me. It can mean something different to you. It could even mean something different for me from day to day, from hour to hour. It's totally relative. So leaving the house for one productive activity day. And last but not least, number seven is less than one hour of social media a day. Like I said earlier, this is huge for me. And when I am on social media longer than an hour every day, I feel it. It takes a toll on me and I'm just not my best self. My best days happen when I'm on social media for less than one hour every single day. And those are my seven non-negotiables that no matter what time of day, what order these are done in, 
These non-negotiables are my staples to a productive, intention-filled, and passionate day with purpose. I cannot miss these, and all of these are rather easy to hit for me because I know how good they make me feel. I know how productive they make me feel. I know how much I enjoy the feeling of accomplishment for myself once I hit all of these. So, and it's also not something that I have to plan out. Like I don't have to like schedule these things in. They tend to just happen throughout the day and they tend to just happen on good days. Obviously there's some things that like I do need to work into like a workout or being mindful of how much social media I'm consuming and stuff like that. But these seven non-negotiables for me, make my days feel great and they don't have to fit into a perfect morning routine or a perfect daily routine or a perfect night routine. You know what I mean? Like they can just come and go throughout the day. And once I hit all of these, no matter what my day looked like, no matter what time I woke up or what time I went to bed, if I hit these things, I can look back on the day and be like, you know what? I had a really great day today. And my best days are filled with these seven things. So I encourage you to find your seven things, your non-negotiables. What is it that makes your best days your best days? I would love to hear them in the comments on Instagram, if this makes it onto YouTube, onto this YouTube channel, onto this video. And just tell me what are your non-negotiables for a great day? I'd love to hear it. Guys, that is all that I have for you guys today. Happy Monday, everyone. I hope you have an amazing week this week. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope, oh God, oh my God, I literally almost stopped this whole recording because I just accidentally slammed my hand down and almost I would have been so sad because I literally would have lost the whole recording. Anyway, I hope you guys have an amazing Monday. I hope you guys hit all of your non-negotiables today. And I love you guys so much. My YouTube channel is um youtube.com slash Tori D Simone. And my Instagram is at Sterling underscore. And if you guys want to spin with me, um, that is strideathome.com. You can use code Tori, T-O-R-I, to get your first month for $10. It's normally $35 a month. But you can get your first for $10 a month. Or you can rent any video on strideathome.com for just $5. So, guys, thank you so much. I really adore you guys. And let me know what you think about this video component, if it ever makes it up onto YouTube. And I will talk to you guys very soon. Bye, guys. Have a wonderful Monday. Hey, guys, it's Cheyenne Davis. You may know me from MTV's Teen Mom OG or Think Loud Crew podcast. I'm here with my dad, Papa Floyd, to tell you about our new podcast, Unfiltered Kitchen. The kitchen is the hub of the household for many of us. The one-stop shop for conversations both big and small. Cheyenne and I have been having open conversations about all aspects of life in our kitchen since well before she was able to see over the counter. And now we're inviting you into our own kitchen as a part of the family. Unfiltered Kitchen is a two-way street. I share my advice on cocktails, cooking, parenting, and the lessons I've learned. And I inform my dad what it's like to raise kids today, how generational barriers affect us, and the joys of being a daughter. Well, your daughter. Get ready for a whole lot of unfiltered advice. You can take it or leave it, but you're never going to leave this table feeling hungry for more. Listen to Unfiltered Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts.